You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. It's Tuesday, so it's time for It's My Money, sponsored by Brenthurst Wealth. And this afternoon, I'm speaking to Marie Smith from Brenthurst Wealth in Pretoria. And we want to talk about annuities. You sent me the following email, and I'm going to read it to you, uh, Maurice, in case... You've forgotten. It says, I'd like to discuss living annuities in brackets, asset allocation, income drawdown and risk, blended annuities, benefits, options and rules, and guaranteed annuities, peace of mind, benefits and cons. And you sent me a couple of articles, but they're probably beyond the scope of the eight, nine, ten minutes that we've got. Well, let's talk about annuities again. So there's three now. There's living, blended and guaranteed. Let's start with living. What are the benefits? Well, living annuities, they gained popularity in the 1990s um, when interest rates was very low and also guaranteed annuities got really expensive. So then people started going to living annuities more because a living annuity is market related. So you can choose the investment portfolio that you want to invest in. And then also you have more choice on what income you can draw. Yes. So um, you can choose between 25 and 17.5%. But the problem with that is is usually people that should have considered guaranteed annuities because they didn't save enough for retirement, um, the income that they could get from the guaranteed annuity was not enough to sustain their and their monthly expenses. So then they go to a living annuity and then they draw um, too much income from that living annuity. And that's the risk with a living annuity is that capital that you're drawing from that income is not guaranteed. So that can run out. And um, that is a very big risk that we're starting to see in the industry is when people rather focus on the amount of income that they can generate instead of that um, safety net of knowing, okay, I'm going to receive an income for the rest of my life. But one of the other things that people also focus a lot on within living annuities is the fact that you can um, put beneficiaries on your living annuity. So that means you can leave it to your wife or your children if there is something left <laughs> just yes. to put focus on that as well. Exactly. A lot of time people draw that so much income, the value of the investment that's left for beneficiaries is in any way um, not as much as they would have liked. So then they they are struggling with each month getting um, to pay their expenses, the income they're drawing, um, because they only want to focus on what they want to leave to their beneficiaries instead of going to a guaranteed annuity and most likely receiving a higher income um, with that peace of mind of knowing, okay, this is not going to stop for my life. Um, and I think that's a very big important factor um, that people shouldn't put too much of a weight on when they consider um, moving between a living annuity and a guaranteed annuity. But yeah, living annuities, market-related, lots of risk. Um, if you did save enough for, in, for retirement and you can manage to draw a low income percentage annually, then a living annuity makes sense. Um, but the higher your income drawdown gets, the more you should focus on a blended annuity strategy or a guaranteed annuity. Okay, we'll get to blended, but I just want to pick you up on one thing. You said that uh, living annuities became popular in the 1990s when interest rates were low. Interest rates are very low at the moment. So have they, have they regained popularity? It is a factor to consider the rate that you're going to receive from a guaranteed annuity. But the thing is, um, the older you get, the higher the in the rates is the annuity rate because the interest rate and annuity rate is two different things. Yes. But the 
older you get, the higher the annuity rate is that an um, insurance company will give you on a guaranteed annuity. So um, usually when I talk to clients, if they're between the ages of 55 and 65 and retiring, um, and they we can manage their drawdown percentage on an annual basis and it's not too high, then also going to first consider a living annuity because the risks are not that great. Mm-hmm. Um, but the older they get and the higher that income drawdown gets, um, you should start um, considering a guaranteed annuity because that annuity rate that the insurance companies can guarantee you for rest of life starts getting higher and higher. And you have to remember, okay, let's say you're 80 years old and you get an annuity rate of 8%. Yeah. That's 8% is the lowest that it will be. Each year you have the opportunity of that income increasing. So over time, that rate will get bigger and bigger where a living annuity, if you're drawing 8%, um, the risk is there that your market value would just keep on decreasing, which means your income will just decrease over time. Okay, let's go straight now to uh, guaranteed annuities and then we'll get to blended at the end because I've got the feeling that blended means a combination of different annuities. You say guaranteed annuities, peace of mind, benefits and uh, pros and cons. Okay, tell me about guaranteed annuities if you would. Well, guaranteed annuities, um, exactly what the name says, it's guaranteed an income for the rest of your life. You can do it um, between spouses, so you can... um, say that a guaranteed income should pay for your life as well as as your spouse's life. But the con is you can't leave it to other beneficiaries or third parties. So the moment that you and your spouse um, has died, that income disappears because what you're effectively doing is you're buying an income for the rest of your life. So that investment value that you had is not yours anymore. Um, only the income that you receive for that transaction is yours for your, you and your wife or you and your husband. Mm. Um, and then that gives you peace of mind because it doesn't matter what markets are doing um, or anything, uh, what income you're receiving, you'll receive that for the rest of your life and you don't have to worry about any economical factors going on like now with COVID, (laughs) Um, won't have an impact on your income. Um, And that's a very big benefit to consider where the con, the only con that I can think of is that you can't leave it to third generation beneficiaries. So you can't leave it to your children or anybody else. Um, But then the focus should be on having an income for your monthly expenses and not having to worry that that will ever decrease or um, go away. Okay, so that's a living and guaranteed sorted out. And what I like is the, the blended annuity, which is probably quite a new concept. In other words, marrying the two. In other words, living guaranteed, but having, I don't know, something, uh, something in between, if you like. Yes, it's getting a bit of best of both worlds. So allocating within one strategy a percentage of your investment value to a guaranteed annuity so that percentage that you're taking to the guaranteed annuity, you're buying an income which would pay into that annuity for the, forever. So that portion of, that you allocated a guaranteed annuity will always give you an income. Um, and the balance of the portfolio that you go into a living annuity with is still market related. And that portion, if managed correctly, can still um, give you the ability to leave something for your children. So you get a piece of peace of mind within that structure as well as still ha- in case, um, let's say, if you die within five or eight years within retirement, that guaranteed portion will fall away, 
but because you still have a portion of living annuity, that is still left to beneficiaries. Um, so that's something to consider, which is also good with blended annuities is when you don't draw a high income. Yeah. So even if you, you're a person that, that doesn't need to draw a 5 or 10% income and you can stay on a 2.5% income, that portion that you um, allocated to the guaranteed annuity, which gives you a rate, let's say you are 65 and you get a guaranteed annuity rate of 7% on that portion, will always keep on paying into that investment and will increase every year. But you're only taking 2.5%. So that means that you, over time, the benefit that you are able to leave to your beneficiaries only gets bigger, even if you um, decrease the portion by buying a guaranteed annuity. <laughs> so it's something um, that you can play with a bit with blended annuities. Um, but it is important to go to a financial advisor and so that you can see that those benefits when you draw quotes or you do comparisons between what is the benefit that you're giving away for beneficiaries over yeah. time okay. and how that increases. You always have to go to a financial advisor, especially when it comes to something as complicated as living guaranteed and blended annuities. Now, in very, very general terms, Maurice, can you say, is it all to do with your age and your income as to which one you choose? Is that the bottom line? Yes, um, age, but also personal behavioral finance factors because not each and every one of us has the same capacity or tolerance for risk. <laughs> so um, it's a very personal decision choosing between the different options and it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. And that's why this industry is so important to with each client to get an overview of each client's um, risk tolerance, their financial circumstances. Um, their requirements, their investment horizon, all these things need to be taken into consideration when preparing a plan for a client. And sometimes it can be frustrating for for potential clients um, when they first contact you and you're asking all these documents to be completed on, for all this information. And sometimes they just feel like, no, but can't you just tell me what to do? And <laughs> no, I can't just <laughs> tell you what to do. I need to get a proper view of your financial um, circumstances so that I can make sure that the solution that I get, get to is best suited for your personal financial needs. So in other um, words, what you're going to say is that you'll say to your potential client, you'll say, okay, how old are you? How much do you earn? Uh, is your job secure? How much? Uh, how many savings do you have? What are your aspirations? Are you going to travel overseas for the next five years? How much do you spend every month? And then you come up with a tailor-made plan. That's what you do. You yes, can't just say, I want to buy this product off the shelf, uh, whether it be living, no. guaranteed or blended. Is that what you're saying? It's a very thorough um, process that you have to go through. And even um, you can't just ask a financial advisor, okay, I've got this amount of money. What can I do with it? Um, I'm still going to ask, okay, what's the full financial picture? So even if there's investments that I don't need to look at or I'm not considering for this specific question that you're asking me, I still need to be aware of that to take that into consideration to make sure that the full picture is being looked at and that everything fits within your um, holistic financial planning. That's mm. the word that they use. Mm. Um, and sometimes it can be frustrating um, going through that information, but at the end of the day, it's for your best interest so that you can, we can make 
the best possible um, recommendation for your circumstances. You've explained it well, and even I understood that. Thank you so much for doing so. And that's Marie Smith from Brentos Wealth in Pretoria. It's My Money was brought to you by Brentos Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.